Welcome back to Blue Guys. This is Mike here. Say hello, Brian. Hello. Check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, everywhere else you can get our pod. Search Glue Guys. That's where it's going to be at, at BK Glue Guys on Twitter. And of course, Nets Daily, Brian. Yeah, shout out uh, to Almighty Baller Podcast Network, too. Don't forget about them. Um, they're everywhere. We're everywhere. We're now, are you on Slack? Are you on the Slack group, Brian guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not my first Slack group, Mike. I don't know if you know this. I'm, I'm on the scene. Uh, I, I had no clue what it was. It's quite enjoyable. Um, yeah. I noticed you you went in um, and quickly used a swear word the first the first thing you said you you wanted to put it out there that you're a blue collar guy and you and you're street tough and you talk you talk fast and what you use I swear say? words I'm a, I'm a blue collar guy but yet also a glue guy if you know what I'm saying uh, welcome back Brian you hey. you were not quite a blue collar guy last night apparently you had quite a quite an evening out with the Nets. <laughs> um no i was i was bougie last night well i had a nice ticket from from our mutual friend he's a he's a he's a guy insider. he's got he's got connections um he's got guys you know i got a guy he's got guys um mike you gotta get a guy let me just say i'm trying to figure out know. who my guy could be we're you don't I'm, I'm working on that uh, apply well, to be it, my guy you can apply <laughs> at glueguys.com yeah um you already you ruined uh <laughs> your opportunity with g dubs um by being just having a terrible performance in the by being, in the hunt. <laughs> by being a wuss, by being like the biggest sports wuss possible. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's but fine. Nobody, I don't think we were meant to be together. That's sort of how I feel about that situation. I I really don't think that's true, and I hope that you rescind that <laughs> position soon. Next time, next time we all go out. No, I, I did have a a, a decent ticket, and um, I was telling Mike before the show. I'm, I'm sure you want to eat. So I, we had the free food thing, but it was like in this in the like little sequestered area. There's so many. Secret areas all over Barclays, and you just like pop into them. Um, and it was, you know, I was, I gave people a little S in the past about the overly decadent food options. Sometimes, you know, I, I sat next to a kid one time who was eating a plate of cavatelli and broccoli at the basketball game, right? Um, which I always point to as as one of the more decadent cuisine options. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, <laughs> It's normal, normal for uh, you know a weekday night for at, no at one. the home. Yeah, um, but for a basketball game, it's weird. Anyways, all they had was hot dogs and hamburgers and mac and cheese, and I was like, "Where's my, where's that cavatelli and broccoli option?" Where, where, <laughs> they listened to you and they just took it away. <laughs> what happened to the lobster roll option? Where, where, where there's a there? picture of you up in Barclays of just your face saying, "Don't feed yeah. this man cavatelli and broccoli," <laughs> <laughs> like, like an still, outlaw in the West. I still want to get into that meditation room. That's what that's what I'm. You've I, seen the meditation room, right, from the outside? I think we're getting closer to that. Um, it's, they lock it during the games. It's like, have you ever? Um, I think I've said this before, but I always think of it whenever I pass it that it reminds me of like in Woodstock when they had like you're having a bad trip tent. You know, they would put you in the <laughs> tent to, to calm you down. That's that's sort of what the meditation room is. God, that place like, would be packed too if you're just like a depressed fan tent. Oh yeah. my lord, Brian. Mm-hmm. I, no, it's, I, not, it's not easy out there, Mike. It's not easy. Well, I work with a big Celtics fan, and it's oh, like God. a look of glee every day after an Nets game. Lord. It's horrible. Uh, he's not like terrible about it, but it it is horrible. I was reading, I think it was Alex Kennedy today, and he was explaining how the Celtics have the first overall pick in the draft. I was like, oh, my God, do we have to? Let's not relitigate this. Let's not do this, please. 
I really How's Jalen Brown doing anyhow? Is he doing okay? No, he's no good. He's no good. good. I'm sure, good. but I'm sure he'll be amazing in two years. Yeah. Well, that's well, the f- but hopefully by then he'll you know be shopping around for a max contract that they can't offer. Maybe it'll be so good after three years, and then they'll just have or four years, whatever. Well, and, and they'll screw themselves. That's that's ideal, right? And the yeah, I'd like the ideal situation. Like, uh, and I had a theory before the season that were like this Danny Ainge sort of they have the Nets picks, but they haven't really done much as a team, which is true. But they're gonna have the first overall pick this year. They're going to maybe have the first overall pick next year, and then the year after that, they'll have, like, the eighth pick because then the Nets will have a, a reckoning, a real rising up. But, yeah. um, well, because of, uh, of the Lantern, Levert. Well, I, I, we got to think of the Lantern, Levert, the, Lantern. The, Is, yeah. Can we settle on that? Levert. I mean, that's, that's what I've been, I've been trying to make that happen. The, I also, the I was Levert to alert. I mean, it's <laughs> like star happen, and then uh, I don't think anyone knows that word that much. It's it's an old naval term, I think. What's that? Lodestar. It's like what the guiding light, mean? you know. Is that the the horn? A lodestar. Uh, I don't know what the actual like origin of it, is, but what it means, I guess, now is just like the the thing that you strive towards. You know, the thing that is like. Ooh. I like um, that. Yeah. But the lantern is a little bit more illustrative. It's uh, you know, because he's like got he's the one leading us through the darkness, Mike. It's like it's Karis Levertis. He's yeah. the guy. Oh God! I mean, hey, he's breaking out, Mike. Come on, he's maybe the guy that's chipping away at the coal, but I don't want no. him carrying the lantern. Let's not. He's okay. a coal chipper, a glue right. guy, a, a quintessential glue guy, if you will. Sure. Um, it was exciting. He had he was the the bright shining hope. I think Anthony Anthony Puccio from uh, NetsDaily dot com said mm-hmm. it correctly that it was another one of those Nets games where the team feels like they're kind of in it and it could be the night and then no. they just get just get just blown out third quarter fourth quarter it's just over um i tweeted out from at bk glue guys account the backcourt comparison in terms of points joe harris spencer dinwiddie two total points versus uh 60 point backcourt not lowry but joseph and DeRozan. um <laughs> it's going to be tough to win games when your backcourt scores two points that's my take yeah yeah, no, that's uh, that's a hot take. That's a hot take. Um, yeah, I, I saw a lot of Rondé in the first half there. If there's anyone that really wants to be seen as the person that's breaking out right now, it's Rondé, and and I can't blame him. He's he's I like what he's trying to do. He he's celebrating the positives when they happen, you know, a lot, quite a bit. Um, and it's nice to see, you know, even in the in the darkness, you know, some smiles, you know, so a lot of high fives, <laughs> <laughs> some some shimmying, and uh, yeah, I get it. I see what he's trying to do. He's trying to. Can you hear the sirens? There's more. There's no, more it's, it sounds great. Though. I think it adds an effect that makes us actually sound like we're in New York City, which we are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> actually. Well, we're, we're okay, out. guys. Here's the big secret. We, yeah. we are uh, in rural where, I don't know, Connecticut? Rockland County. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, so where where I am is my uh, the apartment, the kitchen in my apartment is getting redone. So I'm behind a, uh, a Dexter-like, Dexter, Dexter-like plastic wall. Um, it's kind of eerie, scary. I feel like I'm s- sort of in like one of those teen movies where they go drink in a construction site and mm. all like sleep in, you know, sleeping bags and make out. It's sort of the have, vibe have you been drinking? Going on. Have you been drinking in there? Is yeah, that... I, mean, I do have. I do have a beer. <laughs> been drinking today. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, today. Yeah, just today. Yeah. Um, so that that's our nets takes. I think. Uh, yeah, that's the newest latest. You know. Um, well, I mean, so I think the. <laughs> and no one wants to hear this, but the trade deadline's coming up. 
Mike, a month no, and a half. We just we just lost fifty listeners. We just lost fifty. But right we there. just gained two hundred. That's that's how I look at it. <laughs> net uh, net two hundred. Um, and we will go through. Someone suggested that we go through uh trade value for each player on the team, which I would love to do. I think that would be enjoyable. But well, let's let's t- let's tease that for a week away, so the people who get despondent about trade talk can can um, steer away from that yeah, episode. Yeah. Or maybe they steer towards it. Maybe you know if something makes you uncomfortable, Mike, in life, I always say you got to go towards that thing. You know, that's the subconscious telling you something. And to bring it back to G Dubs, I go the opposite, and yeah. I you literally hide inside of your sweatshirt. Right. You that's what you did. I actually do. Yeah, that that's a real thing <laughs> I do. So we're going to do a bit this week that uh, was tweeted at us as a suggestion, and we loved it, and it's fantastic. Um, at Mad Kid Palm City, who tweets at us all the time, we appreciate your listenership. Um, he tweeted at us, so and uh, I think people may have seen that, but there's this big bar that's opening up across from Barclays. Three and, floors, Mike. Three floors. Which is stunning because uh, the idea Dude. behind the bar would be that Islanders fans and Nets fans would would go there, would populate. There'd be enough of them that would want a pregame for one of the events to go to the bar and then go to the game. Mike, which, I mean, we, me and Mike went on a pub crawl after that Warriors game, the one at where we stole pizza, um, <laughs> and got really hung over from some very robust IPAs. The great um, slice that, robbery of 20, 2016? Yeah, 2016. Yeah, yeah, still 2016. Um, and we, uh, I kind of didn't love the bar scene out down there, Mike. It's not. Um, there's no. Um, there's no really cheap, crappy place, and that's sort of what I like. You know, I mean, but it is. Like, it is better than the bar scene around the garden because the bar scene around the garden is oh, now. Yeah. It's just so. It's just. It's kind of. I mean, disgusting. The, an, the anything scene around the <laughs> around the garden is is trouble. And I live ten blocks from the garden, and I'll say like, you really like if you're in a bar around the garden. For anything but just like one beer, you're in a you're in the wrong place in New York City at that point. Yeah. But yeah. um, so there's a bar opening up, I think, literally across the street from Barclays. Yeah, next to the Models. What is it going to be called? Do you have the name in front of you? I think it's- Kings Kings uh, Kings Lanes Kings Kings Landing. I don't know something with King in it. Something like that. Um, twelve thousand square feet three floors uh sports my, themed. my my hope is that they at least have the wherewithal to break it up in those three floors thematically a little bit or just Ooh, like okay we're starting right away with good ideas vi- okay vibe wise you know there uh never tell you have you ever been to um uh the czech republic the, the city there called prague yeah I've, I've well i've been to prague but i don't think i was with my mom so i don't think i'm gonna head in the uh, right direction where you're going there's you a tell me. there's a club there's a club called cross club out there and uh it's seven floors and each floor is a different um like theme to it basically um and they're very radically different and like you know the bottom floor is the dj nightmare where there's like you know neon moving uh electronic parts and stuff and and the dj is in a booth that's like 30 feet above the crowd um, and it's a weird scene, but then there's like a hookah lounge on the, on the top floor, you know, like where people can, can sit quietly. So I'm not saying that extreme, of course, but, no, but uh, were you thinking Nets Islanders yeah, level and that I'm like, thinking, a- I'm thinking like on the, on the ground floor, you bring your wife or your, your date or whatever. And then as you move upwards, it can get more debaucherous. That's, that's my hope. Love that idea. So this is what we're going to do. We are, uh, offering up our services as idea generators, creators of the marketing aspects of the world. And we will name things, Nets theme things for their bar slash food menu. 
Uh, just go into it. Just go into it. Okay. Um, so I had a great idea for for on the drinks list. My favorite idea was the Jared Jack shot, which sure. is which, which we is, collaborated together to design this Jared Jack shot, which I think yeah, it was really good. Well. Uh, which is where you take a shot and you are forced to miss the side of your face, and only one person at a kind at a time can take the shot. It's a one man possession kind of thing. I, I mean, and so that's sort of the theme that we're doing, and I think yeah. that's a perfect memorial for Jared Jack's career. And be confused with the Jason Kidd shot where you have to give it to the next person and then they miss it. And that's the <laughs> <laughs> or or you can pass it to them. But they have to, if they're going to make if they can actually take it, they have to jump in the air. It's got to be an alley-oop. You know, that's What's the, the Ray for Alston. Would Ray for Alston have his own shot or no? <laughs> sure. Um, sure. What, what be? Speaking of point guards, the Jeremy Lin specials menu item. OK, Brian, you yeah. ready for this? We're there's just going to. There's also wait. The, there's the Jason Williams shot shot. Which well, is then you, okay, you just. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if we're gonna actually have do this, you kind of have to have a Jason Williams, yeah, shot in there. Um, the Jeremy Lin specials menu item. Uh, I say this because it's something that's on the menu that is uh, that looks delicious, but every time you order it, the waiter says, "Oh, we're out of it today." Mm. So. Oh, oh, here you go, Mike. You're gonna get slammed <laughs> again. You're gonna get. <laughs> You're gonna. Not my, oh man, not oh, my man. fault that How he do do doesn't it? have he doesn't How have do hammies. You, how is your your ego is so um, intensely strong, Mike? It's so the, the strength, the inner strength that you have to endure the Twitter attacks of of the Lynn fans is it's really impressive, to be honest with you. It you feeds don't me. You, you go in on the lowest rung, you hit him on the hamstrings. You know, it's the it's the easiest dig, and uh, <laughs> and you don't back down don't back because down. I think there's a silent majority out there. You know, the the those people in the middle of the country that that just agree <laughs> with me. <laughs> you know that that aren't being covered by the liberal media and they want to be they want Jeremy Lin to be bashed a little bit for his lack of playing. Yeah, I hear you. All right. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to go back and forth or do you just want me to kind of rip off my list? What do you what, what did you kind of come up with? What, what else we were talking today? I forget all of them. We had the whole list today. Yeah, we had the whole list. Well, I got I made a couple of of my own. All right, so, give me give me a couple more. Um, the Luis Scola artichoke dip. It, it is something that every team has had on their menu. No one actually wants to eat, and what? and it will you don't co- eat artichoke dip, dude. It's delicious. What, are you talking about? what? artichoke dip is bad. Okay, what's better, I nacho mean, dip or artichoke dip? I mean, like, I mean, uh, apples and oranges, obviously. So they're I'm both not gonna cheese. Fall into, I'm not going to fall into that trap. Cheese-based <laughs> sauces that you do. Uh, what, what about fried chicken or ice cream? I don't know. What do we look? <laughs> Mike, it's totally different. Now, now you're being unfair, Brian. You're being. <laughs> First of all, I'm going to make you an artichoke dip. It'll knock your socks clean off, I swear. I make a, a pretty bomb artichoke dip. So I'm, I'm going to highly you just, doubt you this. Just, you just bought yourself a free artichoke dip. Like. <laughs> that was the plan all along. That's why we're doing this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Louis Scola. Yes. Uh, Trevor Booker Bubbler. This is a drink. I was trying to figure this out, and I want your help on this. Yeah. If you were to make a drink of Trevor Booker, what kind of drink, what kind of emotion would you want the drink to elicit? I thought something full of energy um uh-huh. not too uh, high class yeah so like made out of a, a monster energy drink or something is this yeah so i had i had a what i did was i you can critique or whatever red because, bull because a monster energy is like the blue collar red bull is that is that fair okay i think that's fair yeah so <laughs> okay sub out red bull put in monster i said mm-hmm. hot sauce because i thought it need to be a little bit spicy need a oh little bit of fire this sounds terrible wow okay, okay keep going uh, a natural light and mm. wild turkey. <laughs> oh my God. This is the Trevor Booker bubbler uh, because it's cheap, oh energy God. packed, 
efficiently yeah. gets you drunk, which is sort of what Booker does on the floor. And also, Booker, when he goes coast to coast, slightly resembles a wild turkey. So there you go. Wow. I thought that was fair. And I think that's something I would just like a wild turkey. That's that part is a little bit out there, but I mean, I can't knock, I can't knock that effort. That's tremendous. It's like a Michelada kind of, but we should set up some kind of unfortunate game show where the loser has to drink at least a couple of those. (laughs) Trevor Booker bubbler. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, of course we do alliteration. Uh, I also have the Karis Levert chicken legs because he doesn't have any legs. Um, Sorry, mm-hmm. sorry, Mike. He's he's the lantern now. You gotta. He, he was impressive, and he was sort of the only thing to watch at the end of that Raptors game. He he's slowly learning that he can take professional NBA players off the dribble. You know, that's a huge. It's a huge. Uh, Who was momentous it occasion? Oh uh, well, that? it wasn't really an NBA player, but Van Vliet. Van Vliet. Mm. He he yeah. ag- aggressively backed down and got to the hoop I pretty th- easily. Wait, wait, is his name Fred Van Vliet? Where? Yeah. That, who? That's yeah, his okay. name. Yeah. Um, him, and then there was a moment in the game when I think he almost demanded the ball from Sean Kilpatrick, which is, which it was impressive because Kilpatrick actually gave it up to him. Um, which was exciting to see that like Kilpatrick kind of ceded the floor to Lavert, which, you know, maybe Lavert's mm-hmm. getting a little bit more aggressive. Um, the Kenny Atkinson, we talked about this. I think this makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be a Long Island iced tea. That'd be the only thing. It has to be the Atkinson <clears> because it seems every game he he's mentioned as being Long Island zone. Something you know, uh, a private thing that between just between you and me. Um, yes, I I'm I sure really I order a Long Island iced teas not irregularly. I, I kind of like them. Yeah, what's I don't well. Have you ever gone? Obviously, you've gone to a liquor store. Have you seen the like, the cheap, cheap, cheap version of like the Bartons? Long Island iced tea mix that's just one color that's just like <laughs> just clear liquid, but it's called Long Island iced tea. No, I haven't seen that. Oh my god, that that changed my perception of Long Island iced teas. <laughs> made me more afraid of them than ever before. Yeah. Delicious no, a, drink. A, pre, a pre-made anything is going to be that's going to be trouble. Delicious drink. Um, don't know why it's more popular. It it's got a stigma. It's got a stigma for yeah for a certain kind of like housewife. I think yeah. But I'm fine with being associated with that type of person. Doesn't Yeah, I still I if I go to a wedding, every wedding I go to, I'm gonna get I'm gonna order a whiskey sour because that's what you do at weddings, you know? Um <laughs> <laughs> Okay. What else? So, oh, I, at weddings what I do is I do I usually do the marathon because I can't decide on one drink, I'll drink every kind of drink. Like your oh, wedding God. your wedding had good alcohol, so I had m- mostly every kind of drink, I think. Yeah. That was we being partied. Offered. We like um, to party. The Joe Harris tilapia, the side of cauliflower. Um, he <laughs> wow, I gotta hear this. Uh, this is a real gastro pub in, in your mind. Ugh, don't. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that okay. So the the in the advertisement place calls itself a gastro pub, which one I felt like we were past. I felt like we were past the moment when things were being called that. Two, never been an appealing name. Pub is not appealing in terms of uh, food, and gastro is literally about your stomach. So no, it's a guest it's gastronomy. That's yeah, not, yeah, but you've gastro in, in you know intestinal I issues. Know, I know that's how you think of it, but yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Disgusting. No, the Joe Harris no, yeah. tilapia. Okay, uh, it's it's a fine fish, not as good as the Chilean sea bass or salmon, uh, and you want the tilapia to be as good as that. AKA, you want Joe Harris to be as good as Kyle Corver and JJ Reddick, but mm. he isn't. He's a fine 
workman's fish, but <laughs> not it's not you're not writing to you know Mark Bittman of the Times to say, hey, you guys got to try this tilapia. Yeah, you might be pigeonholing him there based on uh, there's a theme there that you're working in. I'm not sure. Well, uh, I think I I'm fine with it because Atkinson said that he would like Joe Harris to be the team's Kyle Korver. So I felt I was fair, justified. Fair. No, that's fair. Anthony Morrow. Um, <coughs> and I have <laughs> the Brooke Lopez chicken parm, and I want your opinion on this. Um, basically, I was trying to find an item on the menu that you would order that you know your your person you're eating with would also want to take a bite of so that you could trade part of your food for their fu- for future food assets. Um, basically, like Brooke, <laughs> Brooke Lopez – is on the menu as a uh, yeah. tradable asset. As a le- <laughs> I'll get the I'll get the chicken parm, but we're gonna eventually you're gonna be eating this. And that's what literally that's what uh, my wife does all the time. She'll order something and then I'll just end up with it. That's what happens. And it's the happy. I mean, that's kind of why I get married. That sort of yeah. element there. That dynamic. Um. Well, good stuff. That's a really that's a really good. It's a hot. <laughs> that's, <laughs> did, did, did we mention the decor is going to be the E. Gian Leon folding chairs? Yeah. The, that, I mean, <laughs> that's about. That's yeah. it. It has to be. There has to be at least one folding chair with E. Gian Leon's like jersey or just some. I mean, if they're smart, they have to do that. That has to the, be done. Yeah, there needs to be. I mean, as far there's also you know you'd have a dartboard with like Lionel Holland's on it or something or like have Billy you seen, King probably. Have you seen that um, those machines that are just a punching bag where like giant meatheads will line up and punch this thing to see who can punch it the hardest? Why is that a bar item? What is that? It's it's the it's the most barbaric game I've ever seen. It's amazing, um, and it's amazing because you can't not take it incredibly serious. You know, people people really put their their uh, masculinity <laughs> on the line here. Their their whole identity is wrapped up in this little game. Um, but yeah, so you put like PJ Carlosimo's face on that or something. And like I get it at fairs when there's the sledgehammer ding thing goes up. Like how strong are you? The punching thing at bars is just a punching bag that you hit. I I mean, there's really actually I mean, no it, sense of how hard you hit it. Really, it gives you a number. It gives you a number. It gives you like uh like up to a thousand or something. But the way you also have to punch it, you not actually an attractive punch. Not not a masculine and, and attractive. Well, maybe for you, Mike. Let's be honest here. <laughs> come on, come on. I mean, what you, what kind of a punch are you giving it? You're bopping it. I mean, the way you usually to wait to, to. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I've I've gone up there a few times to try it. I know. The way I know you, you gotta are, do Mike. it. You gotta almost do it like a tomahawk slap punch. You know what I like to do when I go up there, uh, and I have actually never done this, <clears throat> but in this story, what I like to do when I go up there <laughs> is I like to I like to headbutt it. That way, I subvert. You know. The need to to be a part of the pack, um, and you know the hierarchy there. No, yeah, that's and, the uh, coolest way to do it. Sure, and it's also <laughs> funny, you know, it's a headbutt. Like who 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 expects that? Side question. Um, yes. Best bar drinking game that's like you know like the go from uh, shuffleboard to foosball. The- Dude, I'm I'm big into uh, if you get a bar with a bocce court inside of it. Now you're talking my language. That's, that's a different. That's a different level, though. That's a to. I mean, I mean, what do we? I mean, you I'm said talking about table games. You know, best of the. <clears throat> I mean, there's pool that's like everywhere, but I mean, table. Yeah, I guess like the shuffleboard. The two. The, that's that's fun. If I mess around with that. I, I do like games at a bar. You know, I, I'm into it. A lot of people don't like that, but but uh, you know, I'm pretty good at parlor games. It's sort of my thing. Like what? 
Like I'm like improbably good at pool and darts. You know, I don't really play them, but I can get on the I can get on the table and I can kind of you know if I'm if I've hit the right sort of drunken confidence level. Like if I haven't had a drink, I'll be terrible. And if obviously I've been drinking too much, be terrible. But you hit that sweet spot, you can be on there for a while. Pool's tough just because it's sort of like golf, where both people have to be at the same level. If there's any difference, it just becomes like just immediately boring, and then the other dude. Just has no shot, which is me. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm just sitting there like, oh, yeah, I'm not as much of a man, a man as you. Well, that was fun. <laughs> wow. You're, you really, yeah, everything seems tied up in your masculinity. Like, oh, you, come but, on. Yeah. Dude, I'm really, from the rough even, streets even in Columbia, pool. Maryland. <laughs> uh, yeah. What do you, what do you like? It sounds like you don't like pool. Um, shuffleboard. I think like shuffleboard's the best. I think it takes, it levels up the playing field the most. Uh, you can be, pretty drunk and play it and it's quick enough to where you're not and also pool everyone has to be an asshole at some point if you're playing yeah. pool right you, you you know what i like to do tell me i like to i like to lube up and uh do a little ky wrestling right there in the middle of the bar that's what i like oh that's I, the- <laughs> I think that's our next bar idea what yeah. just called jelly that's what it would be called yeah um yeah. also so- part of the side hustle that i have here for the menu yeah. that we talked about, we talked about this before. Anything that'd be under the specials part of the menu would be called uh, under ten day contracts. I thought that was oh, we had genius. to get that in. They, had to throw. They that actually in. should do that. Oh, I forgot about Kenyon Martin's fart and tartan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a bean based tartan. I don't I, even know what a tartan is. I think it's is it like one of those crackers? What am I thinking of? I, like thought, you were, I, I thought you were going to talk about um um what's it? Not carpaccio, but like what's meat? Uh, what's when beef is cut up raw? Tartar. I, uh, thought, I thought that was what you were going for. Tartine is isn't a tartine like a like basically like fake pizza. Yeah, yeah, it's like an open face sandwich, right? Yeah, fake pizza. Just they put some like some white fish on there, some tuna, and like an avocado. By the way, I was looking at for some reason Kenny Martin's son is apparently really good at basketball. Not that this, I don't know, I fell down a rabbit hole of because one. Okay, I started with LeBron James's son is really good at basketball. Then I googled other people's kids <laughs> that sounds weird uh sure, sure i just like fell down a rabbit hole of like star players whose kids are now good at basketball and like it's only made suspicious by your suspicious behavior i mean it's fine <laughs> that's a normal thing to do <laughs> i google i just googled famous people's kids yeah, yeah. that's what i do uh yeah. george w bush and um so we're, we got to get Kenny martin on the podcast that's sort of just the end of oh this whole thing is, oh my god yes that's Why did we not thought of that that's sort wow, of the dream board what's the dream board of former nets players i think Kenyon's um, wow, up there i think that's I, that's right there at the top i would have to say for me at least i don't even uh, know i mean i'd like to talk to stackhouse he's i mean not that he's like a great net but i'd like to talk to him he's also a d-league coach apparently um, i want to get uh, sam cassell on i'd like i'd like to talk to sam yeah i think that would be and interesting. What's the most interesting period of your life as a Nets fan? Besides yeah. the, when they were Obviously. really, really good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a tricky one. Um, golly. Yeah, I mean, when I was a kid, you know, I'm watching Sam Cassell. And uh, and I mean, I guess like when I was really young and I was watching the Kenny Anderson, Derek Coleman, Drazen Petrovic era. And Dude, uh, everyone was really excited. We could get Derek Coleman. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. All we right. probably got Kenny Anderson too. He's all over uh, like basketball wives. Yeah, isn't he the basic like male star of that show? Yeah, pretty much. 
Oh my God, this is eerie. I'm on Twitter. I follow Jay Alton Bird, who's part of the Long Island Nets. He retweeted that, did you know that the Nets selected Kenny Martin number one overall in the 2000 NBA draft? Hashtag wins, wins, Wednesday wins wisdom. Wednesday. What? Wisdom. Why, why, what is wise about that? Everyone knows that, I thought. Well, it's, it's a sign, Brian. It's an Can you try to sign. name uh, from 2000 to 2005 all the first overall picks? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, it's uh, Kenny Martin, Kwame Brown, Yao? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. No. I'm not going to pretend like I know. I mean, I All could right. I could name number one overall picks, but it would take me a while to get to where. You could do it, and then it's LeBron. Come on. You can do it, Mike. Who's after LeBron? Who was the year after LeBron? Um, that would that's be Lou Four. Draft. <laughs> um, what is 2004? Oh, no, wait. Um, 2004 is a uh, Dwight Howard. Oh. Ugh. Right? Ugh. Is that right? Yeah. Ugh. All right. Um, Anyways, and, that, and then it goes into the turds, like Bogut. And this year it's going to be amazing and it's going to be horrible. Nah, we're fine. We're fine, Mike. It's sure. going to be another Jalen Brown. Don't worry about it. All right. Uh, we are going to do News Around League, but do you want to do something else first? Yeah, so I wanted to talk to you about, about uh, a thing that I use, Mike, and a thing that I think you use too if – I mean you you would use if you cared about culture at all, which I'm not sure that you do. No, I don't. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, hey, I saw Rogue One. I have so many. I talked to you about it. Oh yeah. Well, so, let's let's do <laughs> let's do our month old Rogue One takes after news around league. Yeah. So, anyways, this today's episode is brought to you by Audible dot com. Um, you get a free audio download, you know, audio book and uh, and thirty day free trial at at audibletrial dot com backslash almighty. And this helps the pod. This helps yourself. I was telling you people last week that I that I did the uh, the loose balls by Terry Pluto. I I'm still going to recommend it back to back weeks. I think it's I think it's incredibly important to to get the whole picture of how influential the ABA was, um, in the whole thing. The the people were crazy then, Michael, in the 1970s. There's a guy. It starts out in the introduction. God, I can't remember his name now. But anyways, he's like positioned as the uh, as the like counterpoint to Dr. J. Was like the the like league's good guy. You know, he was the baby face. The heel was this guy. His name is what the hell is his name? Anyways, I'm gonna get to it. And uh, he was like apparently really crazy. <clears throat> and one of his lines was uh, he he wouldn't take team uh, flights. You know they're mostly in the Northeast anyhow, so you could take buses. Um, but he wouldn't take a flight uh, because he was like because of the time difference. He's like I'm not getting a time machine. I don't trust a time machine <laughs> for, <laughs> for like an hour. An hour time <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Is that amazing? Oh, I love uh, that. Yeah, really good. Anyways, so yeah, so audibletrial.com backslash almighty. Uh, so look it up and uh, and help us help you, you know. It's good times. It's good times, Mike. And you should get on there too, man. You should. You need a little culture. No, I do. Uh, but I watch Bravo. I feel like that's where I get my, all my culture from, <laughs> which is fair enough. Uh, but real quick, remember when we were growing up, the perception of the NBA player was uh, lazy and, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah, um, sure. Is that has the the type of person really changed? I don't think so. Or is it? Do they may just make so much money that they like realize like, oh, look how much money we can make if like we were all like really try really really hard. Like I don't. It's just crazy how much the perception of the NBA player has changed. It used to be I still have friends who believe that NBA like regular season doesn't matter that they only play in the final four minutes of games. Mm-hmm. It's, that seems so wildly inaccurate now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the whole thing from. 
I mean, they just don't like these guys getting paid. That's that's the big deal. They they make their millions of dollars. And this was, I think we probably had this conversation before, but anyone that's like, I like college basketball, but not professional basketball. Horrible. I see you. I see you, and I see your black heart, and I know I know all about you. I don't... Because it's just, it's just not true, and, and they don't like the fact that these guys are getting paid as much as they are. That'd be like saying, I mean, it's really even... I would say something like you like children's books compared to you know, adult novels. But the, the fact is that's, that's actually even a more, I'm being ungenerous to people who like children's mm-hmm. books. You know, there's an yeah. art in that. College basketball is so, I mean, it's gotten better. Uh, them reducing the shot clock, uh, the players seeing what Steph Curry and Kevin Durant, guys like that do, they now emulating three point shots, you know, ball up and down yeah. the floor. But it used to be, especially when we were growing up, like Sean Kilpatrick's even Cincinnati teams were like just a grind and horrible. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, like, who would ever argue that? Like, I mean, by that transitive, you know, argument, you could be like, yeah, high school basketball is better than college basketball. No, nobody would ever. Nobody thinks that. <laughs> nobody says that because it's just these people are more mature and they get better. If your prime is 29 years old, roughly, there's just no argument there. And that's, I think, an empirical truth. Everyone's prime in basketball is like 28 to 32. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's do News Around League. Cool. Let's do it. Let it rip. Are you going to hit the drop? You're not going to hit the drop, are you? No, I'm not going to hit it. Not today. All right. All right. Uh, sort of the, the big NBA news that since we've last spoke is this Carmelo, Phil Jackson riff. Basically, this whole story, I mean, it's been going on forever. Um, but Melo got really mad when Charlie Rosen, which is Phil's best bud, apparently, one of his best buds wrote a piece really critical of Melo. Um, they met both Melo and Phil and they talked it out. And the overall gist of what their meeting came out was, was that Melo wants to remain uh, part of the team. Uh, mm-hmm. The two basic takeaways for me with all this is that one is that it's kind of ridiculous that Carm. So we don't want to admit that Carmelo Anthony's uh, the adult in this situation. Yeah. People don't want to admit that because they don't like the way he plays basketball. But like, I don't know. Everything Phil's doing is completely inappropriate. Hey, you, you're, you're coming to Carmelo Anthony in the media. He's a, he knows what he's doing. That's his, that's his real skill in life is is work in the media and and that should be phil's i mean phil was like known as this like master of putting things out there in the media and then that filters down to his players then motivates his players but like i just love that carmelo's not just not playing that game i mean for so long it's like co he had phil had kobe and Shaq. he was a contributor to the deterioration of that relationship and mm-hmm. Melo is just like i'm not I'm not going to be a part of this, which I love. Um, But it's also, it's kind of obvious that, so what Phil was actually doing for Carmelo was uh, giving him a gift in a way, was that Phil was going to give Melo a chance to get out of New York without um, sort of any negativity. He was basically Mm going to let Carmelo seem like the good guy and be like, I can't play for this, you know, this guy who continually has his friends and, him make subtle comments about how I'm not good, a good basketball player. Right. He was giving him this escape, and now uh, it's obvi- a little bit there. Yeah. It's obvious that Melo doesn't care about doesn't care about winning. Like <laughs> yeah. he only cares about playing where he wants to play, which is New York City. It, yeah. There's no other explanation for why he would be on the Knicks still, besides the fact that like he likes living in New York City, and that's it. That's the only. This team is not meant for him. He shouldn't be on the team. Um, he's not going to win a championship with this team the way it is. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's just. Um, 
Mike, if things get so, but can I can I uh, posit something blasphemous? Blasphemous? Yeah, please do. Um, if things get so bad that uh, there's like a real, you know, a an, a rift that they can't mend, <clears throat> and he's got this no trade clause and he only wants to play in New York City, uh, he gets to you know waive that for for maybe the other New York City team. <laughs> um, <laughs> what do you think? Can we I've get thought for, about uh, that. For cents on the dollar. I've thought about that. I mean. The only way that works, it doesn't work. Um, but it's like the Nets would have to trade to get draft picks for Brooke, trade and get maybe another draft pick out of the Kilpatrick Boyan guys. So let's say they get three. See, no, I don't want. If you're trading Brooke with this, I don't want it. I don't want it. Well, that's, that's the thing. It's like the only reason you do it is to get good. You know, actually, like up to the 35, 40 win zone, which is what I guess that pairing does for you because it's a really bad one. I just don't the, the, well, the Brooke Carmelo pairing, don't you think? Yeah, and uh, James Dolan's not one wouldn't do that, right? I mean, I'm sure he doesn't like Prokhorov, doesn't like that this guy impeded on his market. Um, he he probably does like Carmelo because it does give him like a pretty easeable, easy guy to sell to anyone. Um, mm-hmm. But if we're talking fantasy world, um. The Nets are sort of the only team. Is it like- I'm talking about an incurable rift, Mike. I'm talking about he's not suiting up, you know? I'm talking about he's causing problems in the locker room. A real rift. So does Boyan and Kilpatrick do it? <laughs> do you think that that's the deal that gets <laughs> no, it done? No, no, not even that, I don't think. Oh, don't that's think too much? Jackson. That's too uh, much for the Nets? No, I don't Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Phil Jackson, just despite him, just lets him sit rot on the bench. I don't know. I will say yeah. one thing, and I'll bring this up in our trade uh, pod later. Oh. Oh, good. We are getting very close to the Nets' uh, salary cap space mattering again. Very close, mm-hmm. meaning like a year and a half. Because uh, so the cap obviously jumped incredibly last year, and will jump a good amount this year. After that, it'll even out again, and everyone's contract will be normalized, and then the Nets will have even more cap space, and then the, that's when the Nets will be able to get like those juicy, awful contracts onto their books. For no money mm-hmm. or for no, you know, return value. So th- it'll happen eventually, but we're not there. Yeah, yet. it'll be party time. Um, the other quick story, and it's not even that much fun to talk about, but Chris Paul's out for about two months. Ugh, my fantasy squad, if it weren't so indestructible, would be really remiss right now. Where are you in fantasy? Where? I'm in second place, God. but uh, you know I have a system, so I'm okay. I'm okay. I've been trying your system. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think it's. Yep. I don't you think have I'm to. Good at it. You're, people, there are all kinds of pretenders. You have to be really disciplined to get this system right, Mike. I'm telling you. Do you do seven do day average or seven day stats? Uh, seven day total. I, I mean, I go head to head categories. Yeah, but do you do when you guys when you look at players to pick up? Do you look at the average over the seven days, or do you look at the totals over seven days? Oh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, that was kind of a joke. I mean, I I try to piece together for like when you're picking players up off the waiver. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, you want to do. Probably the 15 day for for that. You want to okay. get a bigger picture. That's what I thought. Yeah. Um. Basically, people are writing how this is like awful for the Clippers and that the Clippers season is over and yada yada yada. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, what does it really matter? He's out. He's out for two months. It's bad. They're not going to drop out of the playoff race. To be honest, where they're at right now is not a good spot because they're in the four spot, which is means you're coming up against the Warriors around two. So. Like any movement downwards is not going to kill you. Um, I don't know. I mean, just in the NBA, their, their team, like what's great is that I have Austin Rivers on my fantasy team and mm. the dude's going to get numbs now. 
It's going to get massive bumps. Oh, i got to go pick him up right now if he's still around. Oh, my God. Why, why, hang on one second. Let me... <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. the last thing is a bit of hope for the Nets fans. Um, Milos Teodosic. Teodosic. Uh, do you know about him? Uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. of course. Uh, he is known as the best player playing in Europe that is free to sign with any NBA team. Uh, he recently said that he, yes, of course, wants to go to the NBA. He's a free agent. He says his team that he currently plays with, CSKA Moscow, is, uh, has the upper hand in the situation in terms of that he'd probably resign with them. But, he, he, dude's a 6'5 point guard who is really good on offense and is a, plays in Russia, at least, and is mm. available to be had for a forward-looking front office that looks internationally. Okay, and, you heard it here first. And the Nets can offer him, you know, whatever they want because they have just mountains of cap space. So, What do you say, Mike? Very exciting for Nets. Lock it in? Should we lock it in? I think we should lock it in. All right. I gotta put, I'll make a little lock uh, drop for next time for when we lock things in. All right. There you go. Wow, Mike, is that it? That's a whole other episode in the can? Let's zippy pod. Zippy zippy. Um, <laughs> thank you for listening. <laughs> Mike, come on. Am don't, I going to do don't, this uh, don't, don't flounder now. Come on, buddy. Okay. Uh, Twitter, at BK Glue Guys. SoundCloud, yes. Stitcher. Almighty Baller Network. We're also on NetsDaily.com. Um, and continue listening. Of course, reading on NetsDaily.com. And oh. we really appreciate oh, your patronage. Yeah. Mike, you had it. You had it and you lost it. But anyways, hey, good night, everybody. Take care, okay? Thanks for listening. 